So, so peep this. I, I was looking at his third year stats, and and I, I well, all it did was prompt me to think about how our city would react if Carson Wentz ever had a season like this, because I guarantee we would we would you know rip our hair out until he was off the team. Ben, ben Roethlisberger in his third season, eighteen touchdowns, twenty three interceptions. Imagine if Carson Wentz ever had twenty plus interceptions, which you know he's on pace right now, but. You know, hopefully he doesn't get there. He'll, he'll clean it up eventually, I would think. But um, Man, the city so, would Tony be on Romo, fire. So many people <laughs> have thrown 20-plus interceptions, though. I mean, Tony Romo has, Britt Favre has. Like, it, it, people want to uh, always nitpick. And, I mean, Carson yeah. Wentz hasn't – look, he's played a one playoff game and then he left early because he got spearheaded to no fault of his own. But it's a town that won a Super Bowl with their backup quarterback that was the kiss of death. If you aren't winning them a Super Bowl every year, yep. you're not doing the job right. And Nick Foles <laughs> did that job right somehow, some way. He did the job right. You should be doing it too. And that's just where we're at with Carson Wentz. He's never going to do enough until he brings two rings to this team. Unless he, so he yeah, wins. unless he gets a ring. If not even just one, I, I think let's get more than Nick. <laughs> not even that. I feel like that's the next thing. If if he was winning Super Bowl, Carson Wentz, I think fans would be like. You know, if Nick Foles started that whole entire 2018 season, it might be a little different. Uh, that might be the next thing. So he might have yeah. to win. But regardless, the guy's a great quarterback talent. He's struggling, yes. Teams figured out the Eagles offense to start the season off right away by double-teaming and taking back their game plan. He's still trying to figure out how to make it work under, when Suggs not working under structure. He's in a rad quarterback with stuff that's a go under structure. That's just what it is. And the coach yeah. hasn't helped him out that much. The, the personnel hasn't helped him out that much. That's just the facts of how this season started. To no way, shape, or form do you bench Carson Wentz. To no way, shape, or form do you move on for Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts was picked to back up Carson Wentz. He was not picked to replace Carson Wentz. That was not in the Eagles' thought process whatsoever. The only way he ever replaces Carson Wentz is if he comes in and he plays Russell Wilson play football. That's the only way Jalen Hurts takes Carson Wentz's job. It's not going to happen. Everybody needs to put it to bed. Carson wants to be goes and, and, you know, I think people, you know, they jump the gun on the Jalen Hurts thing. Um, you know, and, and and part of that's Howie's fault for even, you know, using the Paul second Howie's round fault. pick for that. <laughs> so, um, I, Howie Roseman looked at this team and he thought his team was structured well enough because I'm telling you right now, man, I, I know I, I have a childhood friend on that scouting department, talked to numerous people on that team that, that by K, everybody's on yeah. the podcast. You see my yeah. friends. Yeah. Everybody knows why they picked Jalen Hurts. They picked Jalen Hurts and Howie Roseman thought of himself that they that team was structured well enough to spend a second round premium pick on a backer quarterback position because they they care about they put they invested in the quarterback position more than any team in the NFL. More than any team in the NFL. They didn't they know for a fact that when they give Carson Wentz 126 million, when you give Michael Vick hundred million, you can't give them the best backups. Nick Foles was Michael Vick's backup. He was on a rookie contract. He was drafted in the third round. That's what they thought that they could do because they couldn't afford to give a cheaper backup to Michael Vick. Same thing here. Same thing here. They knew for a fact that they could not <laughs> sign. They could not sign. They couldn't give a huge contract out to a backup quarterback. Because you know what? The, the going rate for backup quarterbacks, Case Keenum signed a pretty big deal with Cleveland. Yeah. Chase Daniels signed a pretty, pretty good deal with Detroit. With the, the way that the cap's looking next year, or how it's going down because of COVID, those backup contracts should be the first that get cut because they're not providing enough to the team to warrant the money. This is yeah. going to be. 
now the Eagles are in a situation where they don't have to keep the revolving door back at quarterback each year. They have one on a, a very favorable salary for the next three seasons after this year. That's all they thought. They didn't want to drop the Clayton Dorsett again. They didn't want to wait till day three of the draft and think, hey, you know, let's try Clayton Dorsett. Let's try that route again. Let's hope it works this time. Uh, Nate Sussell, we, we, we really got him off waivers. Hasn't working out. Let's just go ahead and get the, the proven talent that we have whole faith in. And if he needs to come in and run the RPO offense like Nick Foles did, he needs to be mobile. He needs to be accurate, somewhat accurate. And that's what they thought with Jalen Hurts. And that's it. That's all it is to it. Nobody in that building thinks Jalen Hurts could take Carson Wentz to shop. It's just media hype. They spend a second round. Not only that, second round pick quarterbacks aren't always successful. Yeah. The going rate for a second <laughs> round quarterback, I mean, Kevin Cobb was picked before Jalen Hurts was. I hate to compare, but I mean, it's, it's, it's really yeah. it's an anomaly when uh, those players are good. It's an anomaly when you have a Russell Wilson be successful for being a third round pick quarterback. It's an anomaly. Like it, it, the, this team does not did not take Jalen Hurts with the expectation of him taking Carson Wentz's job. It's just media hype. They, they use a premium pick on a position that they didn't need, and high risk of the floodgates for media to, to pawn yeah. on it. Carson yeah. Wentz's job is now we're going to deal with this. This is crazy that we're already dealing with this. Four games <laughs> until Jalen Hurts' rookie season, man. but now we have three more years, bud. Three more years of this. I Every know. time Carson Wentz has a bad game, we're going to be hearing Jalen Hurts. That's how it goes. That's what they. That's what they opened the door with. Because do I agree with that approach? Do I agree with the fact that they didn't try to keep going with the day three pick? I don't. I think James Morgan in the fourth round would have been just fine. I, I think you could have used that pick on a Jeremy Chin in a position that you have no clear answer at. Christian Fulton could have been your outside corner. AJ Spinanza could have helped D line. Uh, Denzel Mins, I know he's injured now, but I mean, and I know what he said about Philly, but again, that at least gives you more hope at wide receiver than yeah. you have now. Anything, linebacker, Logan Wilson uh, could have came in. Not only that, we can even get into it. Davion Taylor shouldn't have been picked over Akeem Davis. Yeah. Future, but that's a different story. But yeah. you have those two picks. That's why I just think where it goes into Hallie Rosen's problem is he, he, he overvalues the trap. Like he overvalues positions and picks. He thinks his team was good enough where he could take a premium pick and use it on a position that he a hopes never has to player. play. Yeah, that yeah. he never has to play. So, I mean, that, that's where you have to fault the GM at that point, the guy who makes the draft picks at that point. But Jalen Hurts is not here to take Carson Wentz's job. Nobody in that body thinks so. It's just silly. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, man. And, and like you said, it, it's crazy that we're at this point. You know, we're 1-2-1, one, and one. <laughs> as weird as that record is. <laughs> and we're all wondering if, if Carson Wentz is benchable. Like it's, and I that never was, thought we would get that to the point. Exactly. Exactly. And that was like the main, and I and I hate to say this like out loud, but like I was kind of over, you know, having Nick Foles as his backup just for that same reason, just hearing it constantly. I mean, just having to argue that Carson Wentz deserves a start when you shouldn't have to is, argue that, like. Yeah, and he was playing good then. Now it's kind of like warranted, to, right, to be honest. Right. He hasn't been playing good. I'll keep it right. Exactly. I love Carson Wentz. I'm not giving up on him, but he's played the crap. Like, he hasn't played Carson Wentz level football yet this season at all. That kind of leads me to the next segment, man. Um, do you think <laughs> – well, you've kind of already told, told us where you're at on Carson Wentz. Do you think he's close to getting out of his slump, or do you think it's just something that he's going to be battling all season? He needs somebody else to step up around him. Yeah. He he, it's, a, it's a team sport, especially <clears throat> on offense. The ball has to go to somebody else. He needs somebody else to step up around him. 
when he was starting to hit his rhythm at the end of the season, it's because Greg Ward stepped up and Zach Ertz was still producing. I, there's no two people on this team you could point your finger at and saying this yeah. guy can help Carson Wentz get out of the slump. There is, and that, yeah. That's on offense. Uh, for some reason, they're not running Miles Sanders the way they should. I, he must be hurt, and they're just being mean yeah. about it. Which we can we could talk about that right now. We can get into that now. That was kind of the segue well, right there. Question, hey, I can't I can't sit here and be honest and say Carson Wentz can get out of a slump when I don't know who else around him can help him get out of that slump. I yeah. can't. Is, yeah. is he, is he, is he going to play? Like, look, this defense was missing their best edge rusher, their two best edge rushers. It was missing their number one corner. Like, we have to take that into consideration. I know injuries, everybody wants to hate the injury excuse. The Eagles won't fair and square. I fully get that, but they were. It's not going to be – Pittsburgh's not missing those guys. They have a great front seven pass rushing-wise. They have their top three safety. They have their top ten corner. They're they're fine. Baltimore – their defense is fine. Where I, <laughs> that's a whole different story over there. They have a lot yeah. of good corners. They have yeah. two top 15 corners. Uh, they have a great pass rush. Like They have Matthew Judon. They have Clayus Campbell up front. Like, these are the games that are really going to show if Carson Wentz is really back or if he's in that rhythm. And I, yeah. I, I, I worry that he's not enough yet. Yeah. The, the, the game against San Francisco didn't answer that question enough for me yet. And I, know, and I mean – even against San Fran, you know, you're you're going against Nick Mullins. You're not going against Plus, Jimmy his G. First who, half, yeah, and his first half in San Fran wasn't that great. Yeah, it he was made, not great at all. Richard Rodgers done a really – he could have got – that could have been a score. Uh, a couple other passes weren't there either. Yeah, there was pass. a couple behind. Uh, I, even the even the crossing route for Miles Sanders, he threw it a little yeah, bit that, and Yeah, that was very low, and that, yeah. that could have been big play as well. Uh, you want Sanders to catch those, but, again, that yeah. pass was really low. It was hard to catch. So, yeah, I mean, so he's not fully back yet, but I think his confidence is turning in the right direction. That always helps. That could make – but, again, is it going to be Travis Fulton this year? It's going to be the hero. Is it going to be Greg right. Ward again comes through with his Superman cape? Or is it going to be Alshon that surprisingly steps up because he knows he needs to play well for his yeah. next team to, to get that opportunity for his next team? I don't know. I don't think it is. Or is it Jalen Raker when he finally gets back? He's fully healthy and you know he's ready to rock and he takes all this hate that he's getting or he's seen all the social media of the Eagles with the wrong pick. He puts it on his back and he, he just goes off. It's going to have to be that. It's I think, I think the answer is Rager, but I don't know. It's hard when when is a hard when, answer, yeah. When it's hard to ask a rookie that didn't have a real offseason, didn't have a training camp, didn't have a real chance to build chemistry with the starting quarterback to be that guy, to be that answer for that team yeah. when he comes back from an injury and he's already missed several <laughs> games. So it, 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 I don't know, man. It, to see, to, to firmly sit here so I can see Carson Watts get out of the slump and I can't point to anybody else. Though, and yeah. I can't even point to Miles yeah. Sanders because I don't know what's going on there. Uh, right. Clearly, clearly hurt. And, I, and you know, yet. I, I do think, you know, the way Doug's been using Carson, I think it has made him a little more comfortable. Obviously, when he gets out in, out of the pocket, when he's using his legs, I think he gets a little loose. I think it's more Carson, too. I think it's Carson, though, because I think he's just saying to himself, you know what, I'm just going to make it happen. These guys aren't going to. Yeah, it looks yeah. Like he, look, he looks on these runs. He looks like they're rage runs. He looks like he's yeah. just like screw it. I'm taking off or like he's I gotta get a first he, down. He, I gotta get the win. Everybody else around me is not helping me out. Get it so. Uh, if he, he yes, I think he continues to play that way, but I don't think he can win you many games in this league playing that way when yeah. your receivers are barely contributing. I, it just doesn't yeah. work. You see it time and time again. They go nine and seven when the receivers barely contribute. <clears throat> this year they're already one, two, and one. How, how much? Like how many more games can they lose? 
Not a little, not a lot of winnable, a, not a lot of winnable games, you know. If you're being realistic, they have a tough schedule. Yeah, so I, I hate to be down on them. I think, I mean, again, this is a very winnable division, but they, like I said, they need contributing receivers. They need that yeah. spark. It needs to be high power. It needs to be Walker. It needs to be Ward. It needs to be Rager, or it needs to be the surprising contributions of Alshon or Djax. It needs to be something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, coming into this season, I mean, I was one, you know, I was believing the hype, and, and I still do. I think Miles Sanders can be a top 10 running back. I, I think he has a talent. I think he's a, a good all-around back. Um, but you, you come in, you, you look at his usage. I know he's coming off the injury. They're blaming it on fatigue. Um, but, I mean, he's averaging, what, 17, 17 carries a game. He's played three games, uh, 51 total carries. That's not the bell cow that they were preaching, you know, the no. whole off season. So obviously, there's something off there, and okay, well, and it has me worried. I mean, I was worried when I saw it was his hamstring. You know what I mean? So that's an, that's a lingering injury. So we're just wondering, yeah, like where are you at on that? I, I mean, I'm, I'm just it's a mystery right now. I, I swear. He went 20 snaps uh, Sunday without. He went 20 straight. The offense went 20 straight snaps without Miles Sanders on the field. Like they clearly think that he's not 100 percent now. Is it fair to think that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The guy didn't have a full training camp at all. Uh, they said it was because of injuries. Hamstrings are, are, are tricky things to deal with, especially when you're a young running back. I think they're just looking at it as it's early in the season. We need him to be at his full 100% self towards the end of the season when we try to win this division, when we try to ground and pound and win these games, tire these defenses down and throw this play action all over them. They might look at these games right now and think it's not worth it. It's not worth trying to see pound Sanders into the ground, get him hurt where we don't have him for those games in the season. But my point is, if you think that way, then why don't you have the backup running back to help you out with that? Exactly. Sorry about that. My dogs are getting all excited right now. <laughs> right. My girlfriend just came in, so we get into this one a little bit, and I'll answer after, after what, how you think about my thoughts about that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I mean, Miles Sanders – I just <laughs> I can't. Dude, seventeen games, seventeen carries a game. He needs to be twenty five at least, twenty five <laughs> to twenty eight. <laughs> I, I just yeah. They clearly don't trust Boston Scott and Corey Clement enough though to really take over the run game because they shy away from them because they're quite frankly not working. Boston Scott needs to be used as more as a receiver. He needs more of the outside there. Exactly. In quick screens. Corey Clement, I don't think he's a good runner at all this guy. I think you should just give up on that experiment and let him go. Yeah, That's yeah. Um, I think they should let go of Corey Clement and then try with – maybe Elijah Holyfield will give you something off the practice squad. Exactly. Because that doesn't cost you a draft pick, at least. That's the best yeah. part is. But if, yeah. that, if that's the case, find somebody else because you clearly aren't trusting Miles Sanders to use him that much right now to the point that you could use him at. And you shy away from the run after that because Boston Scott and Corey Clement aren't getting done on the ground for you. I used to think that those guys could be enough. I thought that I they could. Too, I, I thought that those guys could be enough. Uh, thought that maybe Elijah Holyfield made the team. Maybe that they would use him as well. I wanted to see what they had in their current guys, but clearly I was wrong, and I think the Eagles are wrong too because they need somebody else to help Miles Sanders out if they don't want to use him to the full capacity that they should be using him at. Yeah, because I and and I guess my thinking coming into the season was. You know, Boston Scott, like you said, he's a he's like a third down back. You know, a, re, a receiving back. Um, he he can you, if you give him the ball out on those outside zone runs. He's a good short yardage back. It's just yeah. I mean, they're using him as a running back two type role. To, exactly, to and it's just not there. 
And uh, that was where I was at coming into the season. I kind of thought we should have brought in somebody, you know, like a Carlos Hyde, any, any, any bigger type of back, maybe even kept Jordan Howard. I know he went for the money down there in Miami. And the um, same thing with Hyde. They, they put a price on these guys. I yeah, mean, they even, exactly. They considered J.K. Dobbins in the second round. So that was one of their – it was Jeremy Chen, J.K. Dobbins, Jalen Hurts. And they went with, like, the worst option they could have out of yeah. this but, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But that was what the options were. Like, so they were – it wasn't like they weren't in the running back market. They just didn't want to pay. And they had a price on Devontae Freeman, too. They didn't They didn't want to meet his price. And they, he found an opportunity in New York where he can remake his market now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is where they're at. They don't really have that many options. I would just see what Holyfoot could give you. And if you're yeah. still competing – somebody point, young. If they're in a playoff position – around the trade deadline and you know the, that that role hasn't really carved out yet then maybe you look around the league maybe then you start picking around maybe you see if uh denver doesn't want royce freeman anymore as an option that's what i get the off the top of my head yeah uh, but yeah just go that route at that point yeah yeah no i i feel you and uh i think I, I don't know what their their love situation is with you know clement you know, I, I have a special place in, in my heart for him. You know, he, he bought yeah, out he the, Super Bowl, the, the Super but Bowl. But he, he's looked slow. I mean, he doesn't hit the hole hard. He looks lost on a lot of plays. He's, he's off, yeah, yeah he's his, his rhythm's bad. off. And they haven't really even thrown to him. Yeah, yeah. I, think he has, I don't think he even has a target this year yet. So. And that's his, that's his strong that's, suit. You right, know that's, I mean? why that's what he's used for. Right. So I would just end that experiment now. Thanks for the Super Bowl, bud. You had great memories with us. But so did Corey Graham. You're out of here. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. I would just cut that experiment and save up the roster spot and bring in somebody that can contribute in that running back role. I'm I'm with you. I just had the Corey Clement experience. It's a shame. I loved him for the Super Bowl, but yeah, yeah. It's just, he's not giving you anything at this point to keep him. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, and and I don't know if they were high on him. Maybe that's why. Get a great camp. You know, get a great camp. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard. It's so easy to have a good camp when you're going against your own team. Yeah, going exactly. Like so, pre that's. What really hurt the Eagles this year so far in this season is that they didn't have a preseason to evaluate the talent they had because their cornerback room got ravaged. Their running back room is at 100% apparently. Their wide receiver room got ravaged. They had so many injuries at key positions that they just they didn't get a chance to really evaluate the guys at. And they let go of some guys like Rizal Douglas, who's looking good in Carolina now. They let go of City Jones, let go of, uh, you know, Couple of receivers too as well. Yeah, yeah, it's just they had they didn't get a real chance to evaluate talent and showing that they didn't get a real chance to because the, the guys that they did keep were sort of wondering why. <laughs> yeah, like they get a white side and Corey Clement. Yeah. Like, why are they on this team? They're wait, they're wasting roster spots. Wasting roster spots in a in a season where roster spots are extremely important, man. Like, yeah, you know, is. I'm even thinking about Jalen Hurts. You know, I know we would have a backup quarterback, but. You know, if Nate Sudfeld's not the guy, then why waste a roster spot? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess you do need three quarterbacks in, in you know, on the team. But um, that that's just all so confusing. Um, they clearly kinda... think that Jalen Hurts can offer them some kind of, like, crazy wildcat package or some kind of offense, RPO type thing that could impact which, them during the season. Which I, is... I do like some of that stuff that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't like it in the fourth quarter. And – you know, when the game's on the line, every play is crucial. I'd rather the ball be in my franchise quarterback's hands. Um, I do Dude. like when they mix it up, though. I, I really do. Um, I, I think he does Even bring it. I do like it. I mean, your yeah. defensive career has to stay up at the night game planning for that. So, And once I, he stops, you know, fumbling the football, <laughs> then uh, right, he might right. actually have some success, you know, with it. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't mind those plays. I, I just, you know, it's where he was drafted that, that really bothers everybody, I think. Um, we'll kind of, you know, get, get wrapped up here. We'll dig into, uh, you know, basically what I think is the meat of the, you know, the matchup with Pittsburgh. Obviously, you know, our, our offensive line did pretty well against, you know, a, a ravaged uh, San Fran defensive line. They still had some guys out there, uh, obviously, but um, they didn't have their two main guys. So, I mean, our, our offensive line performed well. Mayata, he, he played, you know, pretty good. Um, Herbigs looks looks pretty good so far this season. Um, but you had Lane Johnson in and out of the game. He's doing his best Jason Peters impression uh, against San Fran. And uh, so I'm, I'm wondering how you're feeling going against this mean Pittsburgh all-around defense. It's not just their front seven like you mentioned. It's their entire defense. You know, these receivers are going to have a hard time getting open. Zach Ertz is once again going to be blanketed, you know, with Devin Bush. And then you got uh, – you got Fitzpatrick back there too. So I, <laughs> I, where are you at? You know, Eagles going up against this defense. That's the Steelers' strong suit. Like you said, they may have the best defense in the league. I think they do. I think it's fair to say because I mean, Stephon Tuitt and uh, Casey Hayward are front monsters, monster players. Going to be a lot to deal with. A lot of space eating up front. Right what? We're gonna they're gonna eat up the offense. The thing about the Steelers, they're they're the heaviest blitzing team in the league. And I think that's what's been the Eagles' offensive line's woes this season is that they can't handle the blitz that well. And Carson Wentz isn't handling the blitz that well. And now you're facing a team that's the best blitzing team, blitzing team in the league, that's the one that does it yeah, the most. Man. It's going to be tough. I mean, they have they have Bud Dupree. They have the Alex uh, Highsmith, I think his name. High, yeah, something like that. They just got in the draft uh, from Charlotte. He's really good. He's really good rotational rusher for them. Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt, uh, like we said, the defensive line, they got some guys up there. Mm. It, it's going to be a long day. Devin Bush is a great linebacker. Uh, the secondary, Mike Hilton, Michael Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden. Look, man, I know Jordan Bellotta had a great game last week, but his technique issues showed a lot. Yeah. These yeah. guys are going to eat him up. Like, it, yeah. offensive line is going to have a rough day. I'm not expecting it to have a good game. I'm just yeah. not. And like you said, late, Doug Peterson said it during the week, uh, and Ed always makes a point of reminding me why talk about on the show lane johnson they, they they're expecting this season this injury to uh linger the whole entire season so this might be yeah you're right it might be a decent few situation when you see a lot of drag driscoll a lot so yeah. that's if that happens again against pittsburgh yikes, yikes. <laughs> yeah he's a really great player like you gotta get that yeah. a lot but if he isn't a slouch they 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 have a lot of talent on defense it, and it's gonna be tough. That's, this is what we're really gonna find out what this offensive line is made of though but the thing is matt Pryor is playing awful I'm finally yeah. starting to see what they saw in Matt Pryor, why they were so why heavy Matt Pryor. Yeah, because yeah. Matt Pryor is not good. Like, he looks pretty <laughs> bad so far. Yeah. Uh, if Lynn Johnson does go out, Jack Driscoll's going to come in off not with no rhythm whatsoever against a really tough front seven to do that against. And, I mean, we know how Carson plays when Lane's not out there. That's just, you know, yeah, kind of right. his comfortable the, the Eagles offense right in general, right? yeah. they're, they're way under 500 when Lynn Johnson doesn't play. So Yeah, it, it's not it's a good look. Um, I, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, I know, I know we talked about it a lot, but, you know, watching the Eagles offense is just almost painful. And, and you know, the, the entire San Francisco game, I'm just sitting there like, please don't make the big, big mistake. You know what I mean? Please don't cost us the game. Just survive. Like, that's how I was watching our offense. And it's sad. Like, I'm just so disappointed, you know, that I have to go through another season of this 
just stagnant vanilla offense. And, and it's obviously it's mixed with the injuries. Like it's not all the, you know, a, a lot of these guys shouldn't even be on an NFL roster. Um, I, it's just painful to watch. It's almost scary. I mean, every play, I'm just like, oh, I hope Carson doesn't get, like, blasted. I hope, you know, Carson doesn't turn the ball over. You know, I, and, and it's like every, every play, you're just you're, – you're looking around. Is anybody, you know, limping off the field? I mean, you know, we've just seen it all season so far. And, uh, you know, even against the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are not a good – that's not a good defense, you know, especially if you team. just run the ball. It's not a good team. And – they and we were struggling. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? They, we were they, limping out there. That ties like a loss in my eyes anyways. But they've, they've lost the, the teams that are picking one and two the last year in the draft. Yeah. We might – like this 49ers win has gotten a lot of people hype. I would temper your expectations as much as you possibly can because if CJ Bethard started that whole entire game, I don't know if that's how the game ends. It, that, yeah. I mean, you saw what he did. He good. He had a rhythm. He gave him that spark. He did give him that spark. And then not only that, Jim Schwartz coach scared against him. So, uh, and, and another point, you know, that you just pointed out, I was at the edge of my seat until the end of that game. We were up by two scores in the fourth quarter. Right. And you know the what offense I mean? only play, and we have to realize, like, we still have to soak this in because the, the, I don't think Alshon's not playing this week. I'm pretty no. much confident in that. I don't think Deshaun plays this week either, to be honest I with you. I don't think so. But even either. if he does, it's not going to matter. And, I mean, they've been safe with Deshaun all year. Why would they yeah, risk him I'm now, saying. you know what I mean? Yeah, so. and if they do, they're going to be safe with him. So, it's not going to exactly. matter. Exactly, exactly. But they scored 18 against San Francisco's defense. It's missing a ton of starters. Like, stars, not, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, they're star starters, not like their best starters. Right. Like, it's, it's still like a questionable offense. If they can only put up against 18 against San Francisco, like, B defense, what are they going to do against – uh, what I just said is, I think it's the best defense in the NFL. The best defense and, in the NFL. It's either, yeah. it's either them or Baltimore, to be honest with you. That's yeah. in my opinion. But and that's who they face both back to back. So I mean, like, it, it, dude, I'm. That's why I just can't be all in on this team. Yet. I'm. I'm excited that people are hyped. I have a kid that works for my podcast that we talked about earlier, Giovanni, that will root for this team until he dies. That yeah. will always think that they're going to win. I have to try to be positive somehow. I, this is the most negative I've been in a while. Honestly, I mean, it, most... it, would, it would be irresponsible to to just expect us right. to come out and beat the Steelers and the Ravens. I mean, that's irresponsible. Can they, though? Yes, they can because of the They Eagles, can, but, yeah. But will they? Uh. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I don't know. The, the best thing about the Ravens is the matchup fits perfectly. I mean, against the offense. Well, I don't want to say it fits perfectly because their yeah. front seven will probably destroy our offensive line, too. But – the Raiders don't have any wide receiver. They, they Hollywood Brown is great, but he's still adjusting with Lamar. They're not on the same page yeah. as even watching them. Other than that, Mark Andrews is having a lousy season. Mark Andrews has dropped a lot of passes. He hasn't looked the same as he did last year. Their offense is, is struggling right now, too. So that's probably the best thing that the Eagles have going for them is when they play Baltimore that our defense probably continues to have their offense struggling again. Yeah. And it becomes a low-scoring game, and then whoever turns the ball over really is what deserves that game. I like that matchup. And people more like than the crazy. Steelers, yeah. But I do. I like, this, I like yeah. that matchup more than the Steelers because the Steelers could beat you in multiple ways. As much as they, their run game is so inconsistent, it can still produce. It can still get yeah. When they need it to produce, it does. James Conner, Benny Snell, those guys come through when they need them to at least. The best thing about it is for the Eagles, their Eagles – team is their defensive line is playing the best football right now on the team and the Steelers offensive line is completely banged up uh david castro is still not 100 percent 
the right tackle, Zach Banner, is out for the season now, and the guy that lost to him in the training camp battle is starting, uh, Okafor. I, I don't want to even pronounce his first name. It's really hard to butcher, but <laughs> question, he's questionable about right tackle, so the Eagles can attack that as much yeah. as they want to. Uh, Marquis Pounce is still a great player. Max Feller is a barely a good player. Uh, Sam Al is better. Let's just say that. But he's, he, he's a decent decent starter, but Sam Al is better. And Andre Vodabel is a good good offensive tackle, but, I mean, he's not the best. He's probably top 20 at yeah. least. And it, he's a former Eagle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, he started off with the Eagles as defensive end with Chip Kelly, and then he goes to the Steelers <laughs> and becomes, like, their franchise left tackle. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But uh, – He's very beatable, too. So, the, yes, the Castro and Palantir are great, but the Castro's not at full strength. So, the, the Eagles could take advantage of this of their offense. As long as they can force Ben Roethlisberger and, and into turnovers, and that's the only way that the Eagles can continue to win, yeah. is that they force this all, these two offenses that they play in these next couple of games into turnovers that they don't usually make. That's the only way I can I, see them winning, really. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the matchup, you know, especially for our offense, and – you know what? What makes people think? I know. I know everybody's getting close to you know getting back on that Wentz train, but you know he he still threw an interception against San Fran. I mean, he did turn the ball over. Um, I'll in that take first that interception though. That was. I feel like that was a better yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, the interception, but, but yeah, you're right. He's he's not look. He's never I, have one not once this season as Carson Wentz looked like Carson Wentz. Right. And, and my thing Not is, why, why would that turn around all of a sudden against the best defense in the league or the second best defense in the league? That doesn't make sense. You know right. what I mean? It Maybe we get you lucky. Hope, you just hope his talent comes through. You just yeah. hope his talent shines through once. But, it, I mean, you, context, look around him. Can you, can you expect that of him? If you do, I think Peyton Manning and Tom Brady aren't making this stuff happen either. It's a huge reason why Tom Brady left New England was because of this, exactly what's going on right now with across yeah. the line. Like, for the people that out there that think that just because the quarterback is the most polarizing position in sports means that they should always be good no matter what, you're wrong. I don't know if you've even played football before then because it's a team <laughs> sport. It, it, takes, it takes all 11 starters on offense and defense to, to, to contribute, to help win the game. One quarterback doesn't change it. It doesn't make or break the team is what, how a quarterback plays. Now, Carson Wentz can be playing lights out. When he, dude, here's a great example. When he throws for over 300 yards, they're under 500. That's yeah. when he's throwing for over 300 yards. He's particularly having a good game most of the time, I and mean, they're under 500. It does the the numbers doesn't matter to me. It's the wins, and how do you expect this guy to lead your offense when Travis Fulham is his it's really number one guy? guy. <laughs> yeah, Greg Ward is his number one guy. Yeah. These guys, these guys are 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 decent depth players. These guys are your wide receiver fours. The guys that step up if your starting wide receiver gets injured or needs a breather. You but shouldn't have three of those guys on the field at the same no, time. Like, that's not the way it should be. No, no, no. It, Travis Fulton, great touchdown. You're our hero for this week. You were cut by the Lions after the year after they drafted you, and then you got picked up in their division, and then that team only kept you for 10 days. Like, you have – like, the, the Eagles are at the bottom of the barrel at wide receiver talent. Yeah. As much as we like these guys, as unsung heroes as underdogs, it's the truth. It, once again, they're at that position again. You cannot ask a quarterback in a passing league to get it done with guys that are getting cut by the teams that drafted them a year after they drafted them and then bouncing around their division. It, you just can't. It's not how it yeah, works. Yeah, Greg Ward's been cut by the team like eight times. So, like, <laughs> like, you can't ask a quarterback to do that. It's, a, it's not how it works. I mean, look at Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. 
having spectacular. See, Josh Allen's had an MVP season. Yeah. Why? Von Diggs is there. Wide receiver one. They were a good, good passing offense last year in Buffalo. John Brown had over 1,000 yards. Cole Beasley had over 800. Good passing offense. They added a true number one wide receiver. Now Josh Allen looks like an MVP candidate. Yep. The one In this passing era of football, true number one wide receivers matter. The Eagles don't have it. Yeah. And we haven't for a while, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Even when they won the Super Bowl, they didn't because yeah. Zach Ritz was their true number one. But luckily they had Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and Torrey Smith stepping up to contribute to that team. That was the first time in, I think, in an offense history that three receivers had over eight-plus touchdowns. And it was Aguilar, Ertz, and uh, Alshon. So, I mean, yeah. like, when you had that type of production, it's different. Like, when you have guys that can produce that way, but they don't. Alshon hasn't been the same since he got that extension. Uh, they haven't been able to replace Torrey Smith's speed they, consistently. Torrey Smith was really the only consistent speed they had since that Super Bowl season. Mike Walsh came in got hurt right away. Deshaun has been a no-show since week one versus Washington. Yep. You don't – you can't produce if you have this type of production. Nobody can. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, so I guess, yeah, before I get you out of here, man, we are getting to the end of the show. Uh, it's been awesome content, man. It has, man. It's, it's been, been a good, great show. Good stuff here. Um, I do just want to get, you know, a final score prediction from you. You know, keep it real with us. I, I know I know you're a realist, so uh, – you don't have to hold hold back man, how you're feeling. I'm not going to lie, though. I picked them the first three weeks, and I obviously went 0-2-1 in those picks. Right. And I picked, I'm, 49ers. Right I picked 49ers on Sunday, and the Eagles won. So, I'm going to pick Steelers again. I'm going to pick the Steelers, and then hopefully my re- reverse psychology works and the Eagles win. But I do think – yeah, I do think the Steelers win. I think they're going to win. And, unfortunately, convincingly, guys, because we have to remember, they have a high-power offense. If Dante Johnson <laughs> and Juju play – that's great. They also have Chase Claypool that looks pretty good with Ben yeah. Roethlisberger right now. They have James yeah. Conner. They have Benny Snell. They have Eric Ebron against these tight ends. Yeah, against, e- Eric these Ebron, man. Oh, my Yeah, goodness. Eric Ebron against these linebackers. So, it's not like it's not like their offense can't put up a lot of points either, and their defense can stop us from scoring points. I think – I got the Steelers 28-17. to 17. That seems about fair. I mean, you, you, at this point, can you expect the offense to score over twenty points? I mean, you can't. If they can't again, if they can't score over, if they only can score eighteen against forty nine defense, like we said, with all the injuries they had, what makes you think they're going to do it against the top two defense? Yeah, man. I mean, I, mean, I didn't get in Sunday, but I mean, they don't. They're, they're not going to have the bodies out there this week either. So how can I really just sit there and say that? Yeah, no. It, it, fair analysis, man. I mean. Even even I I mean I picked the Eagles every game and you know against San Fran it was kind of like my last hope I was like you know I'm gonna pick them and and obviously this was just you know me riding my fandom into the oblivion but um I, I went with them you know they did end up winning by a similar score I think I picked 23 18 they won what 25 to 20, 20 yeah. so I I did pick that one about right but you know I hate to go against my my birds man but i i feel like i have to um i'm with you i I think the better matchup is the ravens uh the the birds at least with the ravens you know lamar jackson is is mvp caliber guy he's not the most accurate passer if you can get him a little flustered you know have a great game plan that's what it's going to come down to for that game you know hopefully jim schwartz it's not well, playing, you know. Seen him on the run because they don't have the linebackers that good. So Ex- yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I'm gonna go, you know, twenty twenty to thirteen sounds about right to me. Low scoring. 
Um, I, I think our offense, man, it, it's, it's like I was set, telling to you earlier, it's painful to watch. Painful. And, and, you know, the thing I was looking forward to this season was that we wouldn't have to, you know, go on these grueling, you know, 13 to 15 play drives to get a touchdown or get three points like we did last year. It's the same thing this year. We, did, we lost our big playmakers. So the only way we're going to win is, you know, nickel and diamond down the field and, you know, Carson putting his body on the line, you know, fight going head first for first downs. That's not a way to beat, you know, great teams. And, and maybe Steelers aren't a great team, but they have a great defense and they have a good offense. So for me to, you know, if, if we're to win that game, it, it's like you said, our defensive line is going to have to have one of those games, you know, like they just had. And, yeah. you know, to expect this out of them, it, kind of unrealistic, but they have the talent there. They, they could do it. Um, like you said, you know, with the, the beat-up Steelers line, you would, you would hope that we can control the run. That's usually our strong suit. Hasn't been Stephon, this season. I mean, Stephon Whiskey's out. He's on IR right now, but you hope he's not giving any way eagle secrets. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. This is how um, Fuzzy Cox is on attacking. Von Hargrave's revenge games this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, this uh, is a great attacks on the inside. Man, and, and, and I just look at what's killed us all season so far. I mean, you saw Kittle almost beat us by himself. Um, you know, Higby had three scores against us. You know, Eric Ebron is that caliber of a receiving tight end threat. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's a stellar. He's athletic. He can catch the ball really well. He's a good tight end, uh, especially in the in the passing game. He's another guy that can just kill us, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's not even speaking on the guys on the outside. You know, like you mentioned, Claypool, he, he's another guy. If they, if they have him working the slot, whoever they have working the slot is liable to murder us. I mean, you you look at even what Tyler Boyd did in against the Bengals. I mean, this guy put up over 100 receiving yards on us. And, uh, you know – it. If they get off, if, if that Steelers offense starts getting off on us, then it's it's over. I mean, because we're not going to be able to put up a lot of points realistically. Hopefully Carson can take care of the ball. But at this point, you know what I mean? Why would we expect him to not throw at least one interception? I mean, hopefully not. Obviously, I don't wish that on him. But he hasn't looked he doesn't have the weapons around him and it hasn't looked clean the entire season. Right, their front and, seven can force it on them too, though they keep yeah. they force the turnovers on Carson Wentz. That's, that's and we don't we don't have a running back that you know we can feed uh, that can be a bell cow. So you know if Miles Sanders isn't one hundred percent, we have nothing back there behind Carson. We have nothing out here around Carson. We have a, a beat up offensive line in front of Carson. What's Carson supposed to do? I mean, it's not even on Carson oh, at that point. I mean. No. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. I, I also understand, you know, this is a resilient team. They got guys that have been through this before, kind of. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I just want to point out one more thing before we hop off of here. You know, you mentioned Darius Slay earlier, man. And, uh, man, I hope that's not what that turns into. He's, he's the first quarterback we've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I but I see that. your point. Saying, I see yeah, your just, point, though. Like, his contract's really a two-year deal. Like, it's, just, it's just the truth. It's really a two-year deal. He's on the wrong side of – he's 29. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't uh, – obviously, I don't want them to, but if they're in a position where they're not competitive and a team says, we'll give you a second and a fourth because Darius Slay probably makes a super contender. Yeah. He, you have to at least think about it. If you're if you if you don't think you can compete, 
But I don't know if there ever is going to be a point in that season where the Eagles don't feel that way just because of how bad the NFC is. Bad the so, division is, yeah. yeah the Cowboys have a historically bad defense, and it's not going to get any better. It's only going to continue to get worse. Anybody could score on that defense. I mean, the Browns shot 49 on them. How score. do you feel about that matchup? If the Eagles and the Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, man, you have, like, the league's worst offense versus the league's worst defense. I wonder <laughs> how that works out. <laughs> like, you better hope. All- it would be but- a shit show. Because, look, the Eagles could take apart that secondary every team has. Carson Wesley yeah. could take apart that secondary. But the thing is, they have the- they probably have the best offense. They probably have the best passing offense in the league. Could the Eagles go toe-to-toe with them offensively? I don't think so. Uh, if it's a, if it's because if their defense can't stop, because I you could Darius Slay could take away Amari Cooper. I would, I can't think anybody in the secondary could take away CD Lamb. He has the most uh, receiving yards out of slot this year. Uh, Michael Gallup. I mean, I know Tim uh. Jones had that pass breakup on him, but it, uh, it's not like yeah. he have a bunch of options to stop him either. <laughs> and then Zeke does pretty good against the Eagles lately. So yeah. I I. If that's what the only thing is. If it comes to a, a, a shooting match, the Cowboys win. But if it yeah. comes to like the defense rattling Dak Prescott again and turning their ball over, then the Eagles win because they're going to score on their defense all the time. It doesn't matter who's out there at that point. In right. Game. But again, the worst offense versus <laughs> the, worst, the worst passing offense versus the worst defense. That'd be something. It'll be. <laughs> It'll be uh, – I don't the even know if I'm going to say it's enough, fun to watch. But. The Cowboys' <laughs> offense is good enough for, to lead them to the division, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Could, I mean, yeah. it, they did drop 38 on the Browns. Like, they do – Because while, we're, they need while we're sitting here, you know, laughing at their games that they've lost this season, you know, against the Rams, against the Seahawks, against the uh, – I mean, and, and even the Falcons, you know, who they beat. I mean, they're they're averaging, you know, plus 30 points a game. Yeah, they're easy. putting up a like, lot of points. Easy. And a lot yeah. of yards, a lot of, you know, and there's a lot of talent to go around on that offense. I mean, look what they've provided Dak with. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mike McCarthy's a pass-happy pass coach, too. So, yeah. I mean, but – their defense is never going to be good this season. They're yeah. Not turn around. They, they can sign Earl Thomas tomorrow and it won't change. Still going to be a bad <laughs> uh, The Giants aren't going to be anything, and then Washington's not going to be anything. So, right. again, it's, it's really Dallas is the only team in the Eagles' way. And I think they split the season series with them. I don't think it's a Always sweep do. Fight. I mean, yeah. for the most part. I don't think it's a sweep on either team's side. But it's going to come down to that last game again, and then it's going to come down if the Eagles can stop their offense. Because if they do, they won't. <laughs> If they if they can stop their defense, to, if they can stop their offense only scoring twenty one points, the Eagles will win. But if they can't, they're going to lose. That's the only yeah. how it's going to work because the Eagles aren't going to they aren't going to put up more than uh, I mean against Dallas maybe they'll put up a little bit more. But I mean to expect them to put more more up than twenty one points this season in multiple games, I I wouldn't. I don't think that I don't think they can do it. I don't think their offense is good enough to their passing offense is good enough to really score that many points this season. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. It's it's hard to imagine them, you know, even scoring <laughs> a, a upward of twenty five points. I mean, it, right. t- that would mean you know four touchdowns. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just don't see it. There's, you know, maybe like you said, if we get Rieger back, uh, Goddard's Rieger looking back. like he he's looking Sanders like he's going to be out for season. Uh, Sanders can get healthy, obviously, but. Get Sanders healthy, get Rager back, and then that continues your season around because then you start pounding Sanders more, and then it opens up the play action more, and then you start yeah. showcasing Rager that way. That's the only way I can see his offense play to start really find some rhythm and pick up some ground. 
then open things up for Zach Ertz a little bit, which helps you more. Then then your offense yeah. really gets going a little bit more. But other than that, I mean, it's a lot of dice. A lot, it's, it's a lot to ask for, yeah. Because yeah, a lot of stuff's got to go your way. And this team you can't stay healthy, anyways. They're yeah. one, they're one Darius Slay, one Fletcher Cox, one really Lane Johnson out for season injury away from this season being done for them. Yeah, so. yeah. And and to your point, man. Every time it seems like every game Slay like hobbles off the field one right, time, and then he just goes right. Then back he just in. comes right back in and plays and even stellar. If, even even though he's playing bad, if Carson Wentz goes down, they're not going to do anything with Jalen Hurts, right? Not. Yeah, it's, it's over. On Earth. It's, yeah, it's over then at that point. But Jalen Hurts isn't ready to play starting quarterback with NFL yet. Like, exactly. No matter what, if he got drafted to, to Tennessee and he had to replace Ryan Tannehill, if he got drafted anywhere, anywhere where he could start, he wouldn't be ready this season. Doesn't matter what anybody thinks. He's not the type of quarterback that could play his rookie year. He, he barely, dude, he barely played the quarterback position. To be honest with you, he was more right. of a runner in Alabama. <laughs> he goes to Oklahoma, Rick and Riley's system. It's like his first piece of playing quarterback, and it was only for a year. Like it's, it's, it's he's not ready to play quarterback. So uh, for everybody that's ready to pull the trigger on Carson Wentz, put Jalen Hurts, and you're only asking for to get it worse. Yeah, I yeah, I don't see it at all. And and you're talking about a, a rookie with no no training, you know, no real training camp, no no rookie right, training and, camp, and no preseason. He did, he's not ready. So why yeah, why would you think exactly. he's more ready now? Like, yeah, exactly. Silly. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up here, man. It was a pleasure having you on. Awesome talk, mm-hmm. man. I hope to have you have you on again soon, man. Absolutely. Um, awesome content, dude. It was fun fun picking your brain for real, and um, you know. I guess the one thing we got going for us is that defensive line and, you know, this, the weak-ass division. <laughs> yeah, the weak-ass, yeah, there you go, there you go. Because, look, it, it matters how you play in November and December. If you start exactly. playing like that and you win this division and you're playing hot in December going into January, momentum is all that matters. It doesn't matter about record. You're all you're all 0-0 when that, that playoff starts. So exactly. The optimism you can have. I'm not too optimistic just because I think even if the team makes the playoffs, can they win in the playoffs? I don't, I don't yeah, think so. I mean, exactly. The offense has to figure itself out for me to even even talk about playoffs at this point, to be honest. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but you get the point. I mean, this team has core players at least. That's what you could be hype about. They have a core players in place. Uh, I think they just found a new one in Josh Sweat. So that's a huge thing to take away, young one in Josh Sweat as well. They have their core quarterback in place. They have their core superstar running back in place. So they're going to have their core playmaking wide receiver in place in Jalen Rager. He'll show it. Their offensive line, they might – the best thing about this season is they might figure out left tackle long term. That might be the best thing about this season also as well. So they have some core pieces in place. That's a good thing to be positive about. They're figuring out if their young talent has a future with this team. That's another thing to be positive about. Other than that, I'm shrugging my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good one to wrap it up on, man. Hey, once again, thank you for being on the show, Connor. Uh, all my listeners, please, please go check out Eagles Brawl, man. That that network is killing it. Uh, Giovanni's killing it. Connor's killing it. All those guys over there, they got great insight. Uh, my man comes with the hot takes. He knows exactly what's going on with that team. And uh, let's be real. I mean, that's how I stay somewhat in the loop with the team, man. Uh, I, 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 I'll be bouncing ideas off of you, and and you know you always you always respond with some good content, some good takes, and uh, you know I trust you as an Eagles source, man. You're, you're that. That's what you are. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks, hey, man. It's all about hey. the bird. Baby. 
Go birds, birds, man. Go birds, Shout out to Giovanni. Yeah. Happy birthday, brother. Hey, go yeah, birds, yeah, there man. There you go. All right, man. Go birds. Have a good one, man.